0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, oh, O,
1: oh, O, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like T-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Laser cat T-shirts? Check. Check. Get your back-to-school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back-to-school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com, no better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Hello,
2: everybody. This is Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors podcast, the only podcast on the web where you can get expert injury analysis from board-certified physicians and orthopedic surgeons They are giving you accurate timetables for a reco- uh, athletes' recovery and how effective they're going to be once they do recover. Now, with me, as always, is my partner. He's a Duke professor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. His name is Dr. Seeland Preck. Dr. Preck, how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm good, Jeff. How are you?
2: Doing good. We're a little bit light on injuries this week as we inch closer to week one. So we're going to go uh, – we don't have a lot of injuries to talk about tonight. We're going to go heavy on the fantasy implications and fallout and um, with a lot of the cuts and roster uh, changes. Uh, we're going to bring in Dr. Morse a little bit later, and he's going to break down those implications.
3: Uh,
2: Dr. Frank, first player I want to talk about, and we touched on him last week, is Odell Beckham now he's still not practicing with that ankle injury Um, he's looking pretty questionable for week one are you surprised at all or is this pretty much what you expected
3: no I think it's par for the course you know he's got a high ankle sprain and we know that when you have a high ankle sprain it is painful it takes a little bit longer to recover than a low ankle sprain Um, he did not have the type that gives you some instability which would require you then to have surgery so this is rest rehabilitation anti-inflammatories and time Now, yesterday he was caught being on the bike and working it out his ankle but he really wasn't practicing and he still hasn't practiced he was standing around throwing but you know that's a far cry from being ready to be uh, playing Sunday night against the Cowboys now having said that I don't expect him to be entirely out in fact I would be surprised if he's not suited up for the game I just question how effective he's going to be because uh, with, with pain in that ankle, uh, with a high ankle sprain, even though they will really tape this as much as they can, he isn't going to be 100% effective, but I expect him to play.
2: Yeah, maybe he'll just be out there as a decoy, um, but obviously won't be won't be 100% as he's working his way back from that ankle injury.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, we've seen this to- happen before you know, where P- Premier – receivers are out in the field as a decoy. They're not 100%, but they're out there as a decoy, and it opens up the offensive playbook. So at the very least, he will do that. And if he's actually feeling pretty good, you may find him, you know, run downfield and, and do a couple of deep threats. But, you know, with OBJ, you just never know. He he can pull some surprises on you.
2: Yeah, a heck of a player when he's healthy, and that's a uh, concern as we head into week week one. Uh, Dr. Preck, the other player I want to discuss, and we also hit on Andrew Luck in a previous episode. Now, he's dealing with that shoulder injury. He's been ruled out for week one. Scott Tolzien is going to be the quarterback there in for the Colts. What is, this isn't exactly a surprise. Do you see Luck missing more than just week one as we, uh, you know, week two and three? What's your thoughts there? Yeah,
3: you know, I still think that until we see Andrew Luck really throwing the ball, I am concerned. Um, because it's not just being able to throw the ball and you're bam ready to get back onto the field. It takes time. You've got to get the sequences re- you know, in, in place with your with your teammates. You've got to get the you know on the same page. You got to get the timing on, and that all takes time. And that's what you know. You get four pre games, preseason games to work on it. It's the timing. It's it's the entire gestalt of what's going on. And Andrew Luck. Even if he, tomorrow, remarkably started throwing, wouldn't be ready till week two or three. So I think week three or four, at best, um, it, it's a little bit surprising, though. I mean, the Colts really are not giving any insight into where Andrew Luck is in his timetable. You keep hearing coming out of Colts camp that, oh, you know, we're taking its time. We're letting him take his time to get ready. And there is some suggestion out there that, you know, does he have the yips? You know, the yips kind of that mental um, inability to play and in, inability to get back in the game. Is his mental game hindering him more than his physical game? And, and that's a conversation that's, that's coming up, um, and, and, we've, and I've responded to that on, on Twitter quite often. But I, I don't think at least yet that's the situation for Andrew Luck. You know, if he gets in week three, four, maybe even five, week, week six, and he struggles and his mental game isn't there, then I start saying, okay, maybe he's got the yips, but I don't think so, not yet.
0: Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like T-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat T-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com, no better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.
1: Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From two to five PM,
2: double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy Hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time of only between two and five PM. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. Yeah. I mean- As Andrew Luck goes, the Colts' offense goes. And if he's out, Scott Tolzien's going to be under center. You have to really downgrade all the position players. We're going to bring in Dr. Morse in just a second. He's going to break down this fantasy implications. He's also going to talk about some DFS plays. Uh, One more player that I want to discuss, Dr., and that's John Ross, the promising speedster for the Bengals. Now, he was diagnosed with a sprained knee and has a history of knee injuries. He tore his ACL at the University of Washington, what do you see for John Ross with that knee as we approach week one?
3: Well, you know, he was out earlier in the, in the preseason play, uh, recovering from a surgery and ends up having, you know, uh, making it back for, for week three, the third preseason game, I think it was, um, and he exited because, sorry, the fourth preseason game, and he exits because of his knee injury from a 25-yard run. I mean, you have to be worried. Now, there's a lot of promise behind this guy. He's the fastest receiver, supposedly, in the NFL. Certainly posted the fastest times of the Combines. And so there are great hopes on him. Um, there are concerns with a knee sprain, especially in the same knee as an ACL. But uh, even though there are concerns, I think they are fairly low. So in my, in my estimation of injury risk, even after he recovers from this knee sprain, I don't think he's any more susceptible to an increased injury on this knee just because he had an ACL and now had a knee sprain. Once that knee sprain is done, he's better. So I I just don't think there's going to be any long-term consequence from this knee sprain.
2: Well, that's good news for John Ross. Many fantasy owners have been watching him and and hoping that he can cash in on a lot of that promise that he has shown. Uh, Next, Dr. That that, that does it for the injuries. As I said, it's really light on injuries this week. But we do have a very exciting thing happen with the Fantasy Doctors as we're looking to hopefully launch the Fantasy Doctors analytics tomorrow. Now, we've developed and validated algorithms to predict a player's performance in future games. And we we have this thing that we have developed called an FDX score. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about the FDX score and how it's come about and uh, where you see this heading for the Fantasy Doctor's Analytics?
3: Yeah, I've got to tell you, um, Jeff, and even to our listeners. I mean, this is one of the most exciting things coming up for us uh, through the Fantasy Doctor Analytics website. Um, we are now going to be able to um, really categorize and quantify the effect of injuries on professional athletes, and we'll start off with the obviously the NBA, uh, with the NFL. And it really kind of goes back to some of the research I'd done back in 2006 where uh, I was one of the first people out there looking at the implications of injuries using fantasy uh, metrics to be able to quantify the the ability to return to play, the effectiveness when you come back from an ACL, from an Achilles rupture, from a Jones fracture, so many of the typical things that we hear over and over again that are, that are afflicting athletes. And so um, – we, we had some of the landmark papers in this published back in the in the mid 2000s, and now you know 13 years later, we finally have a score that we've internally validated that we are able to rank and and, uh, and 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 rate NFL players. And so, just like you know, we all have FICO scores that rate our financial health and financial wellness. Now, professional athletes will have an FDX score which is our fantasy doctor score, which will rate the athlete from a 0 to 100, 100 being as healthy as can be, and and rating their um, health to perform. And in that, we will take into consideration some of the demographics or the the biology of the patient, uh, of the athlete from how long they've been in the league, their age, things like that, but we also take into consideration their injury profile and their history of injuries um, and surgeries. And so this is groundbreaking uh, stuff that really will benefit fantasy owners, whether you're DFS or not. Um, this is something that you're going to want to pay attention to because we will be able to now allow you to have insight into the health of a, of a athlete. Yeah, this is, you know,
2: Algorithms have been around for a while; those aren't new to the industry. However, when you you take, you know, a player past performance, uh, game conditions, and the demographics, and then you the sort of performance side of it, and, and then bring in the injury side of it, and build an algorithm that spits out our score, it really is groundbreaking stuff. And we're looking to launch tomorrow. There's going to be six weeks of free access at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics we're really excited about it. I'm looking at it right now. It all the every, all the everything's working well. The algorithms are running smoothly, all the functionality. So go over to the Fantasy doctors analytics tomorrow as we launch and tell us what you think. Now,
3: yeah, and, and you, if, you know, it's, it's not family. only about looking at the players you currently have, Jeff. This is going to be a tool that you can look at to be able to look at, you know, the top 10 quarterbacks by our FDX score, you'll be able to look at your own fantasy bench and decide: okay, who do I active, activate for the week? Who do I who do I bench based on past performance, based on the weather, the climate? I mean, it takes into account so much that are the intangibles that we are trying to now make tangible through our FDX score, and it also help you, you know, pick people off the waiver wire, and, and hopefully, will help you even find some of those sleepers uh, because of the FDX score.
2: Yes, and we're going to be refining this as the weeks go on. We were just speaking about John Ross, and I'm looking, as you are saying, uh, ceiling, we, the top quarterbacks, the top running backs, and I'm looking at the receivers and all the receivers that have received a high FDX score, and with the absence of John Ross or potential absence of John Ross, Brandon LaFell uh, has an FDX score of 89.62. So our algorithms are predicting Brandon LaFell to have a decent game in week one. And this this segues perfectly into what we want to talk about next. We want to bring in uh, Dr. Jesse Morris, who's a board certified physician, and he is a fa- our fantasy guru at the Fantasy Doctors. Jesse, how are you doing tonight?
1: Wonderful. How are we? Well, we're we're looking forward we're to looking football Thursday night, man. Oh,
2: I'm ready. My days boys are real football. And... Yeah, two days. We're le- Long time. We're less than forty
3: eight hours away. Well, I mean, I know. this is this, players, is, you you this know. is my favorite time of the year. Between the cold that's coming, football that's playing, and, and Thursday and Sunday nights, man, this this is a great time of the year.
1: I'm just hoping I miss out uh, sure on Irma yeah. in, in Tampa. <laughs> Boy,
3: yeah, God, we're, <laughs> we th- hope th- you stay safe man. and it doesn't safe. hit you.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. Uh, hey, Jesse, I, I, Miami, the Miami game already got postponed or changed to uh, the bye week, so I don't know what uh, that's going to change a lot of stuff too because a lot of, all those players got are going to get removed from the pool and from teams and whatnot. Yeah, I saw yeah, that, no, that
2: game. So that's. Was... Hey Jesse, I want to talk about. There's been the Twitter machine was was blowing up right before we went on air about Ezekiel Elliott and the suspension being upheld. Can you provide any clarity on this? And I know um, that's a, a mighty task, but it, can you give our listeners any sort of clarity on what they can expect from Elliot with uh, this ruling?
1: So it basically sounds like NFL arbitrator Harold Henderson upheld uh, Elliott's six-game ban after um, Elliott's uh, appeal process came to a close earlier uh, a couple hours ago, maybe less than an hour ago. But the problem is that it wasn't settled before 4 p.m. Uh, today, so it sounds like he should be eligible for week one. But whether or not he's eligible for weeks two and, and thereafter remains to be seen because of his uh, Elliot's appeal. So I think uh, week two plus is in flux. He could miss the remaining six-ish weeks, or he could, you know, do the same thing that they did with Brady last year and, and, and or the year before and push it until the following year. So. Uh, He's a top 10 back this week, uh, unexpectedly, But in my opinion. But at the same time, we don't know where he stands for the rest of the year. So roll with him in DFS. But at the same time, your season long leagues are going to suffer. But you knew that already.
3: Yeah, you know, I, so how do you I guess, think you knew that already. But, you know, it's not like uh, it, it's very similar to the Tom Brady situation last year where, you know, if you drafted him and picked him up. You know that when he comes back, you know, this isn't like an injury where you have to worry how he's going to perform when he comes back. You know that when you get Zeke back after that six-game suspension, he will perform. So, you're right. You know, a lot of people were cautious about picking him up because, you know, six games, that's almost half of the season. But you'll get hopefully some very strong numbers. And and maybe he comes back even with a vengeance saying, you know, I I really want to show what I'm about. and, and, And maybe he... He shines kind of like what Tom Brady did last year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, for all our listeners, take into consideration, Celan is a Cowboys homer. So take that (laughs) into consideration.
3: Hey, I'm looking at my (laughs) Cowboys helmet in my office right now, and I'm praying to the Cowboy gods that that Zeke is is healthy and and continues to perform for us when he comes back.
2: (laughs) Well, what do we think? Darren McFadden's going to do in his absence, say, in week two and in the foreseeable future, Jesse. What do you see for Darren McFadden? Uh, obviously nah. not this week, but in the next uh, several weeks. I
1: mean, he's not serviceable excited. for the Cowboys, but no, I mean, I I don't even know if he's being drafted, to be honest with you. If he is, he's a, he's a like a RB3 or a flex. I mean, he's not exciting by any means. No none other no other running backs on their roster are are, are exciting. Even my uh, fellow uh, FAU alum Alfred Morris, he he's uh, you know he doesn't have quite the legs he used to. So um, it's it's Zeke or, or or nothing, in my opinion, for for you know the Cowboys in terms of running backs.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, I mean I think he'd be a nice second spot only because. Uh, of that O line. And so I'm a little bit surprised, Jesse, that you think uh, a three or a flex, only because I think that O line provides him a, a lot of opportunity to, to pick up yards and, and really do well for fantasy owners. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. You know, the year before they had uh, Zeke. I think he may have even broken a thousand yards, if I remember correctly, or certainly came very close to it. So I'm curious to think uh, to hear what you, th- what
1: you think about that. Oh, they definitely have a, an, a very impressive line, and I think that's why Zeke was so, uh, you know, so potent last year and, and so unbelievable. He's basically the top running back, uh, you know, whether or not you decide DJ with all this PPR stuff and whatnot. But uh, I just don't. McFadden just doesn't have the same skill set and same ability as uh, as Zeke does i mean he's older he's uh, he does have the line going for him but i mean yeah. he's not useless but i think a- at the same time he's not gonna he's not gonna put up monster numbers every every game like Zeke can just because he doesn't right. you know he does he doesn't have the same legs that, that 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 Zeke does no he doesn't he
3: certainly doesn't have it three years after, you know, he posted such a great season, or two years after, and then obviously, you know, they're going up a, a, against a pretty good defense with the Giants, so, so you know, if Zeke doesn't play week one, which is a slight possibility still, um, you're right, McFadden may not give you the numbers you
2: want. Well, so, speaking of guys that are, that are going to be out, Willie Sneed was suspended the first three games of the season, Jesse, which is this the going to boost Kobe Planer? Do you see him taking over some of those uh, inside the hash possessions in the middle of the field? What do you how do you see this affecting Kobe Planer?
1: Oh yeah, I think that he's definitely going to be, you know, he's going to be targeted more. I mean, uh, Breeze is it, it may struggle a little bit out the gate. I mean, they're facing they're in Minnesota uh, Minnesota has a pretty solid defense. Um, they uh, You know, they do have Michael Thomas who, you know, came out of nowhere last year and just tore it up. But I think between Michael Thomas, Colby Flaner, and the guy who I actually want to talk about is Ted Ginn, um, those guys are going to try to help spread the ball around. But I think uh, Flaner will definitely get um, a bump up in in, uh, targets and whatnot just to help. Um, alleviate some of that loss of slot, and I don't know where Austin Carr is gonna uh, kind of gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be activated for the game, which is the, the slot wide receiver they took off the Patriots, uh, who the Patriots waived a couple days ago. Very similar to Snead's um, body type and, and kind of skill set. So uh, I mean, we'll we'll see. I definitely think Flaner's a kind of a sleeper DFS pick this week. I don't know if he's quite a top ten. Um, tight end in terms of regular fantasy, but uh, for cheaper, he's he's definitely someone I'd, I'd check out in DFS.
2: Yeah, you know, speaking of DFS, I want to talk about Ted Ginn. You brought him up. I'm on the Fantasy Doctors Analytics on our dashboard where it's giving the top 10 wide receivers for week one, according to our algorithms. And lo and behold, Ted Ginn is, is on there. Now, in terms of DFS, with, with the absence of Willie Sneed, do you see Ted Ginn being a nice value play in DFS? We have him projected to score 15.34 points, according to our algorithms, and he got an FDX score of 89.73, which places him right in the excellent category. So according to the fantasy doctor's
1: analytics, he's shaping up to be a good DFS play. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, I think uh he could be a nice uh pivot off of Michael Thomas. Um I think I mean he's still speedy. He had a, a decent uh year last year, fifty four receptions, seven hundred plus yards, four touchdowns in all sixteen games with Carolina. Um he's he, he I mean he's pretty cheap on, on DraftKings, only 4,200 and 5,600 on FanDuel, which is kind of the same area as Kevin White, who a lot of people may be toting this week or and Cole Beasley and and, and Corey Coleman, but, I mean, he could be good for 65 yards, maybe somewhere around five receptions, kind of targeting that 80 yards and maybe a touchdown, looking at nine, ten targets. So, I mean, I, that's a pretty solid week, um, and I think that uh, Breeze will look uh, to, to either Thomas, Flinger or Ben often. Yeah, it's interesting you, you bring
2: up Kevin White as being somebody that might be in his salary range, uh, looks like FanDuel's 5600 and DraftKings is 4200 as of today, and Yahoo at 15. Uh, we're predicting uh, Kevin White to get four and a half points. Um, he had an FDX score of 50.91. So yeah, Ted Ginn looks like the stronger play there, and looks like he's going to be a good play in DFS. Another guy I want to talk about, Jesse, is Trevor Simeon. Uh, he, if you look at on our homepage, on the top 10 quarterbacks, Trevor Simeon is sitting number six, and he's got an FDX score of 87.36. Now, his his salary on FanDuel is 6,700, and DraftKings is 5,000. Do you see Trevor Simeon having a good week in week one? And it, it, all the reports out of camp is he looks really good um, this preseason and in practice. What's your thoughts for Trevor
1: Simeon in terms of DFS? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a sneaky kind of a play. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him put up the same numbers as Drew Brees or, or maybe Carson Wentz, but he's also costing you less. He's um, got two very, very good receivers. You know, it's Maris Thomas is likely going to play, and Emmanuel Sanders, and then he's got CJ Anderson kind of in the backfield. I mean, this is the late Monday night game, so you're probably not going to do this for your Thursday through Monday slate this is probably going to be either a, a, either a Sunday night to Monday slate or maybe a Sunday, Monday slate. Um, you know, I, I definitely think he has the potential to, to, uh, you know, open some eyes. I mean, we know Pax and Lynch got injured and uh, now, you know, Oxweiler's there for whatever it is. Um, but I think that he, he could, he could uh, open some eyes against the, uh, the Chargers defense and, and especially since they're in Denver. So, Uh, don't be afraid to roll the dice with him. Yeah, one other player that I don't think you should
2: be afraid to roll the dice with is Adam Thielen, who, uh, according to our FDX score, has a 94.4. That is in the excellent range. Uh, According to the fantasy points predicted and the percentage probability, there's about just under 30% chance that he's going to score between 8 and 14 points and there's just over a 25% chance that he's going to score more than 14. So Adam Thielen looks like a solid value in DFS. He has a FanDuel salary of 5,700, and DraftKings is 4,800. What do you see there? Is there a Vikings stack happening with Stefan Diggs and Bradford? What do you see there uh, for the Vikings, and specifically Adam Thielen, Jesse?
1: I mean, let's put it this way. New Orleans defense has the 27th worst Versus defenders, wide receivers. So like they're they're going to be targeted. Um, you know I wouldn't be surprised if you did like a Bradford Diggs Stevan Rudolph stack. I mean it'd be a crazy bold stack, but you could do it. Um, Rudolph I like this week as well, and Bradford's not the worst type. I, I mean uh, they did some analytics of their own on the off season. They realized that uh, meaning the Vikings, meaning the Diggs is now on the outside. Uh, after Bradford ranked ninth in the league with uh, over 105 passer rating on balls thrown beyond 20 yards. I mean, the, the New Orleans defense has struggled last year, and they're going to struggle again this year. They have a, a rookie in Marshawn Lattimore and, and Delvin Bro, I think is, is how it's pronounced, with a, a 94, a little under 95 passer rating allowed in 2016. So, I mean, he's uh, they're going to be targeted, and I wouldn't be surprised if Thielen – or and or uh, digs or kind of went off. Uh, you, you, nice cheap salary saver, maybe a wide receiver three uh, or flex that that you can um, that you can target and 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 you know get lucky with uh, maybe fifteen to twenty points uh, with a pretty monster game and not a big price tag. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What are some other names
2: as you look to week one? In terms of DFS, Jesse, what are some other names that, that you consider to have some value and uh,
1: folks that you're looking to put into your lineups in DFS? I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about DFS this year. I mean, I feel like I finally get a good grasp of it. There's a lot, there's so many different things coming out that can help you with, with everything. I mean, uh, this first week, I like Rodgers, uh, even though he's playing Seattle at home. I just think that these games can be a huge shootout. Um, I do Cam sounds crazy, but I do like Cam. Uh, but like as I said, Bradford and even Palmer. I think Palmer is a sneaky QB value play. Um, I have a tendency to spend down in quarterback play to spend up in running back and wide receivers. So uh, that that might be something I need to do. And and if I do, that'd probably be where I would go. Uh, in terms of running backs, I'd probably target. I mean, David Johnson's a beast, and he's number one always. But um, or more often than not, I think Shady McCoy is a sneaky uh, run. I mean, you, whether whoever starts for Buffalo, I, and, and we know that Taylor was cleared from his concussion, but Peterman looked pretty good. Um, but they're facing the dreadful Jets, and I think he's just going to go bananas on them. Yeah, Carlos Hyde is kind let of let me sneaky add something there. Jesse,
2: okay. let me add something there on LaShawn on McCoy, because you, you brought him up, and he has an, an FDX score of 95. He sits the top of the heat for running backs, according to our algorithms. Uh, we're predicting a big day out of LaShawn McCoy, so no surprises there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he just had a, one of those crazy months or days. Uh, Carlos Hyde's up there, Lamar Miller I kind of like. Um, I'm not sure what to expect from Hunt, uh, you know, a couple nights from now in New England. I mean, they're going to give him the ball, but I don't – he could go bananas. He, You know, he could do okay. We'll see. I mean, but in terms of, like, value plays, I think Gurley has potential. I think Frank Gore may surprise some people. Um, Abdullah, you know, if you're kind of really going low, you're looking for somebody cheap, maybe Sproles can do some sneakiness like he always does, or maybe Perkins versus – Cowboys, Cowboys, you know, we'll see, um, you know, but, but I think those are some options, kind of lower. Bilal Powell against um, Buffalo is another good option. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think Bilal Powell is actually a really good play. We Matt Forte, who's, you know, getting a little long in the tooth and uh, seems to be battling injuries, you know, quite a bit. Bilal Powell sits, he comes in at a, FDX score of 84.99, which is very good, and we're predicting him to get upwards of 15 fantasy points. So we're looking at Bilal Powell to have a, a strong week in week one in BFS.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have him uh, in a couple of leagues myself, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how he does. Uh, why receiver-wise? I mean, you always have, you know, Antonio, Julio, and, and now if Mike Evans is likely going to be out because of the weather, um uh, you know, A.J. Green's up there, and then Baldwin might be in a shootout. But I, I'm actually targeting Larry Fitzgerald and Amari and, 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 and Cooper. I think Cooper could go bananas this week. Um, Demarius Thomas, like we talked about earlier, uh, the um, I, I think he has tons of potential. Um, Pierre Garçon is kind of a sneaky uh, play out in, in, in San Francisco. They're facing Carolina, and, and, you know, he had a great year last year, and, and I think he's going to – do really well this year and then stefan Diggs, like we talked about earlier with bradford i think he he's going to have a solid year and he's a ppr uh kind of scary nightmare and then brandon cooks uh, well, i'm excited about him for my patriots um they have a lot of mouths to feed but he (laughs) that kid is good yeah brandon cooks is sitting on
2: the top along with jordy nelson we're projecting him He has an FDX score of 95, and we're predicting fantasy points uh, a little over 19. So we're projecting Brandon Cooks to have a big game along with uh, Jordy Nelson, and we actually show Larry Fitzgerald uh, towards the top two. He's sitting number nine. Now, are there any players, as we look forward, you know, look, is there there any players that, you know, besides the ones that we've just mentioned, are there any players that you think may be out there on the waiver wire, and if a guy – uh, needs a little help or maybe auto-drafted. Are there any guys out there, Jesse, that you consider ads? I mean, going into
1: week one, I know it's early, but guys do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's plenty of guys. I mean, wide receiver, uh, Sorry, uh, quarterback-wise, I think Palmer is kind of someone who's going to get looked over. I think Sam Bradford, who we talked about, is not a bad idea. I mean, running back-wise, I mean, with the potent offense up in Green Bay, I mean, James Starks did enough last year, but um, – you know Montgomery is not the healthiest guy. I mean he's he's basically converted, uh, and and he's uh, if he stays healthy, great. I mean Jamal Williams is a, is, a, is the number two back, and I wouldn't be surprised if you got you know 10, seven to ten touches uh, this year uh, in this, this week's game. So he's probably likely in your league. You got uh, Rex Burkhead, who um, I, I, Belichick really sounds like he really adores, and he's going to tear it up. Uh, you know it could be Lee, it could be you know it won't be reliable weekly but he may be someone is going to take over for those 18 19 20 touchdowns that Blount and company had last year and whether it's gillsley or, or or burkhead you know one of those guys is going to likely take it yeah you know it's
2: it's hard to predict the the Patriots backfield but uh, if you're reading the tealies as far as how they're going to divvy up those those carries a lot of people a lot of folks that I respect highly are saying Burkhead's going to lead them and touches. It. So
1: it'll be interesting. Of course, it changes week to week with Belichick there. Oh, yeah, and they paid a lot of money for him, so for what it's worth. Um, wide receivers, some, like we mentioned again, I mean, if he's still available, go grab him. I mean, we know Sneed's going to be out. We know Breeze loves to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. It seems like Zay Jones is going to be a sneaky, you know, rookie up in Buffalo. I think uh, Taylor is going to need somebody to throw to. I mean, I like Jordan Matthews this year, but I don't know how much this weird sternum injury is going to bother him. Um, and you know, Watkins is is gone now, and, and I think Say Jones is going to open some eyes this year. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he topped a thousand yards, believe it or not.
2: Yeah, I also think I. Well, you know, you you mentioned Kareem Hunt. There's Andy Reid has said several different things. Really, he said he's going to be the feature back, and then. Uh, they kind of backed off that a little bit. Now they're saying again he's going to be the feature back. He got some beat writers there for the Chiefs that are saying, "Team Hunt's going to be the guy." You got to believe that they'll sprinkle in Sharkhandrick West. I picked him up. I owned Hunt in one league. I handcuffed him with West. Uh, he's a good guy to own, and I think he'll get a
1: decent amount of work as well. Oh yeah, he. I mean, Andy Reid loves his running backs. I mean, the kid stays healthy. He's. I like the way he runs, and he, he's going to. He has very good potential to be a top 20 back this year, and you might have got lucky if you drafted early and then you know, where it went down with that kind of crazy, weird PCL injury, and now you have your top 20 running back right off the wire.
2: Yeah, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring in Dr. Preck to talk about one of his Cowboys. And Do you think, uh, Dr. Preck, that Jack yeah. Prescott is going to repeat his success this year do you, do you think you'll have a little bit of regression you have a sophomore slump Do you see him um doing well this year
3: so i mean i think you'll have good numbers from him but you know, remember last year there was nothing expected out of him right so you have tony romo going down nothing expected out of this guy and he shocks all of us unfortunately his sophomore year there are very high expectations from him and obviously zeke we know he's going to be without zeke at some point in the season for probably six games and and that means the brunt of the the offense is really going to rest with Dak and we know the sophomore slump thing is real right so as defenses figure you out the coaches figure it out defensive coordinators realize how to play you you do have some drop in performance so I think he'll have a solid year do I think he will rival what we saw last year probably not because it, it'll just take a lot more to to impress us, right? From what we saw last year, but I still think he'll he'll be a top tier quarterback. I think he'll finish in the top ten in terms of uh, for for, for season fantasy players, uh, owners uh, for for a reliable quarterback. But I just don't, uh, I, don't I just don't think he's going to have the same pizzazz as, as he had last year.
2: Yeah, definitely one of the rising stars in the NFL. Uh, Dak Prescott got a lot of weapons there in Dallas, and of course. Dr. Preck will be rooting for his Cowboys. You could, I want to let our listeners know that you can find all the – I referred to our uh, FDX score several times tonight. This can all be found on the Fantasy Doctors Analytics website, which should be live tomorrow. That's what we're shooting for, and that looks like it's going to happen. You can, we're going to have six weeks free access, so go in there, dig through it. Uh, we want to know. We want to know your feedback. Go in there and tell us how we can improve it and your thoughts on it. Again, that's at the fantasy doctors and that should be launched tomorrow. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. We've got a short, short podcast tonight. Not a lot of injuries to talk about. It was pretty fantasy centric tonight, and it gets me really excited. I'm ready. Two days to real football. Uh, you can find Dr. Preck on Twitter at MD and you can also find Dr. Morris on Twitter at Dr. Jesse Morris.
3: Uh, and Jeff, don't forget also, I'm sorry, Jeff. I, I, uh, I'm. I didn't know if you were going to hit up on our triage room, so I wanted to remind you about that.
2: Yeah, I was just going to hit on that. Our triage room, we did it last year, and it was a big success. I want to just let our listeners know that starting this Monday, Dr. Preck does a live periscope at 1230 Eastern where he breaks down all the weekend's injuries on his live periscope. So make sure that if you're not following on Twitter, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, he's one of the best followers on Twitter, as well as Dr. Morse, for not only medical insight, but uh, fantasy also. Um, if, so if you're not following Dr. Preck, go do that now at MD. We'll have the triage room starting this Monday at 1230 Eastern. We are on iTunes. I'm excited to announce that we got on iTunes today. So if, go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave a review. Tell us what you think. Be honest. And this is our third episode. It's a weekly podcast, so make sure you tune in next week. That's gonna do it for us. We'll see
1: you next time. Hardy's happy hour isn't your average happy hour.
2: From two to five PM, double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call what you want. Happy hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time of
0: only between two and five PM. and participation may vary. Tax not included